shoot. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sirs. What's up? And uh, before we start, as always, got to let you guys know this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. Who's Performa, you ask? Well, I'm about to tell you. Um, first thing, uh, Christmas is coming up. If you celebrate that, if you don't celebrate Christmas, um, then maybe Hanukkah is coming up. Uh, or maybe Kwanzaa or winter solstice, whatever the whatever you celebrate. Or if you just have someone you want to buy a gift for. If they're a fitness lover, do yourself a favor. Go to Performa.com. Uh, enter promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds. You'll save 15% off your order. They have fitness accessories. So if you got a gym lover in your life like me, um, you can get stuff like, you know, uh, shaker cups, they got, you know, superhero shaker cups, they've got MLB shaker cups, Game of Thrones, Power Rangers, RIP to the, uh, I think the Green Ranger died, uh, I think he killed himself, ouch, sorry, probably shouldn't have put that in the ad read, but whatever, um, they've got meal prep bags, meal prep containers, pill containers, workout towels, like, you guys know, they have so many things, go check them out, you can even personalize some of their some of their stuff if you have like a company that you want to use a logo for so you're welcome uh go, like i said go to performer.com use the promo code 10 pounds the word 10 the word pounds you'll save 15 percent off of your order and also this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at bucked up supplements that's right you guys bucked up if you want to get jacked like me or lose weight uh not like me but you know if you want to lose weight they have Whatever your fitness goal is, they have supplements that can help you reach those goals. If you just want to maintain, they got supplements for that too. If you are, you know, a guy in your late 30s, early 40s, or older, like me, um, and you maybe you want to help your testosterone just continue to, you know, be where it should be, go there. Get get their get their natural testosterone booster. No steroids, no HGH or anything like that. Just natural stuff like Tribulus, B12, DHEA, stuff that your body makes already. Just helping you out a little bit. So go to buckedup.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, the number 10, and the word pounds, and you will save 20% off your order. What? Uh, okay, so it's just me today, and uh, the reason I'm doing this podcast is because one, I'm supposed to. Um, and I'm just going to be too busy this week to set up an interview and whatnot. But I do have some people that uh, agreed to do the show within the next coming weeks. So that's exciting. We're going to keep going. I don't plan on having any weeks off, even though my schedule is crazy. Um, so just want to say a first a big shout out to um, everyone in McKinney, Texas, starting with uh, my BFF, Eric Dunn, and his, his lovely wife, Desiree Dunn. Um, who let me stay at their house while I was performing in Texas this past weekend. Um, just, you know, Eric's the best man. Uh, I mean, I was his best man. Mm, and, you know, maybe if I ever get married one day, he could be my best man. <laughs> I don't know. Wedding's not looking good for Petey. But, uh, you know, every time I go there, you know, they just open their doors to me and make everything just super easy, picking me up from the airport and, you know, getting to hang out with my godson a little bit and just you know it's just it's nice man like you know i uh you know i'll, I'll be honest you know being on the road is very lonely I, I mean i've talked about it but you know you, you can imagine if i'm not going on the road with one of my friends i'm by myself and it can get lonely you know staying in a hotel or staying in the condo and maybe i'm with a comic that you know he's not my bff so 
to be able to stay with friends, it's basically, you know, staying with family when I'm on the road really makes it uh, just a lot easier, a lot less lonely. So, you know, thank you guys. Um, and then thank you for the comedy arena for, for letting me come in. I, <laughs> I don't want to dig too deep into it, but there was a reason I had booked myself at the comedy arena out in McKinney uh, this past weekend. And, you know, if you know me well enough, you'll or know my situation. You can kind of figure it out, but I don't need to get into it, man. Uh, actually, fuck it. I'll get into it. Uh, there, it's not like a... <coughs> I still have a cough, by the way. Um, it's not like a super lucrative um, job, but you know, my plan was to go spend Thanksgiving with uh, Ashton and her family in Oklahoma. So I booked myself a job in Dallas the weekend before, so I could at least make some money um, before heading up to, up to Oklahoma. You know, instead, you know, like when you go home for the holidays, man. You know, whether you're from. Wherever you're from, if you got to travel home for the holidays or travel with your spouse, or, you know, that shit gets expensive, dude, you know? So, you know, rather than just spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on a plane ticket and whatnot or, or spend two days driving across the country, um, I just booked myself a job so I could at least make some money and maybe make most of the money back um, for the ticket. But obviously, you know, she and I are not, are not together, sadly. And, um, you know... I thought about canceling the gig, you know, because I was like, oh, well, fuck, you know, I'm not going to make a ton of money. And but it's like, you know what, man, I'm a fucking comic, dude. I ain't canceling gigs. OK, like I'm trying to build my audience, get better at stand up, you know, get a lot of stage time, work out some of these new uh, <laughs> these some of these new breakup jokes. Um, and so I was like, fuck it, dude, let's go. And, you know, just and also, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll spend time with my friends, you know, because that's. You know, if there's anything that I've learned in all the breakups that I've been in in my life is that, you know, there's certain people that, you know, just having certain people around or even people around in general, you know, really helps out. Um, I mean, I honestly, I, I mean, I'm as far as, you know, the breakup goes and everything, I'm still, you know, sad and I miss her and all that stuff. Like, I'm not going to pretend like. You know, I'm sitting there going out trying to fuck girls. All the, like, no, dude. Like, I'm just, I'm just focused on my career, dude. I'm not even. It's, it's. I'm so far from that right now. I'm not even thinking about stuff like that. But anyway, so it was just nice to hang out with my friends, but also nice to do shows and, like I said, work on some of this new material and build new fans. I will tell you this though. So I didn't. Uh, if you know anything about me and my stand-up, you know that I have. Uh, you know have a lot of material about Ashton and certain uh, events that have happened in our relationship. And so I have these shirts that I've sold for, I don't know, the last probably couple years, I guess, maybe, uh, that say I swiped white on them. Get it? Because she's white, you know? Um, and I purposely didn't take uh, any shirts with me this weekend because I'm you know, we're not in a relationship anymore. And while I did still tell that joke on one of the shows, I didn't tell him on the other, on the other one. So, you know, I'm trying, like I said, trying to navigate into the new chapter of my stand up. And I didn't want to take the shirts because the one thing is like, I, so I sell, I sell bracelets after shows and I did sell shirts. I'm not selling them right now. Like I said, um, but like, so whenever I take them to a show, I feel the need 
to do that material because if I don't do that material, then I can't sell the shirts. Or if I can't, if I don't do the bracelet bit, then I can't sell the bracelets. So it's like you got to do them. But at the same time, as a comic, you know, you you don't want to be handcuffed by having to tell a certain joke. But at the same time, you want to make money. And you know, if you're not, if you're already not making a ton, you know, every little dollar helps. So I'm just like, fuck, dude. So I got to figure out something else, another shirt to make, or. Um, I was thinking about sell. I, I mean, I had some other ideas of stuff to sell before the breakup, and now I, I don't think I can sell what I was going to sell. I had these really cool, uh, like trucker hats that I was going to sell with the watermelon farm logo on them, but I don't think that's a good idea. Um, although I do think it would actually be hilarious to make money off of that shit, but um, we'll hold off on that for right now. So I got to think of something else to sell. If I start selling more hoodies with my logo on them again or whatever you know um i don't know we'll see man but anyway had a blast the crowds were great didn't really have uh i had a one minor issue on saturday because i have a (laughs) i have a joke about uh kids with peanut allergies and lo and behold two people in the audience had kids with peanut allergies but uh, they seem to be pretty good sports about it. So, in, and they didn't turn on me. So, you know, there was there was a little like back and forth initially when I was doing the bit, but once I got past it, they kind of just were on board. And that's what that's the thing, dude. It's like, I mean, yeah, like you can you can have fun with it and whatever, but and but like just at the same time, understand that we're at a comedy show and it's not just about you. There's other people there that went to have a good time. And, you know, you don't have to ruin the show. Just, I mean, if you don't like what they're talking about, just walk the fuck out, dude. Ask for a refund. You don't have to ruin everybody else's fucking experience, you know. So I appreciate the fact that uh, it was a girl and a guy, I believe, that claimed. And they weren't together. They were two different. I don't know if they were in the same party or not. But anyway, we got along and it was fine. Um, But I will say, because I didn't take my T-shirts with me. Um, all I took was my bracelets, which are, uh, my bracelets are basically, um, like, uh, in support of the LGBTQ, uh, community, and a lot of people were not buying those bracelets in McKinney, Texas, so, don't, uh, don't know what that indicates, but they laughed at all my jokes, you know, but, yeah, they were not buying bracelets to support the LGBTQ community which i thought was interesting but you know so i i I didn't sell a ton of merch this week i think i made honestly i I think i made like 40 dollars in merch sales which is not good usually i will make hundreds of dollars you know sometimes doubling what i'm getting paid for the actual gig with my merch sales but that did not happen this weekend so you know but like i said i got to spend time with with my best friend and his family and my godson and you know just get out of la and do what I love, you know, so, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta take, you gotta take the positives, man, you know, and, and I, I shout out to, uh, to Megan King and Daniel Gonzalez who opened for me, you know, um, you know, I, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm at a point in my career where, you know, I sometimes get to headline and I can sometimes choose who I want to let open for me and, you know, if, if the job isn't paying a ton, I feel weird asking anyone from L.A., to come with me because they're going to lose money just like I might be. And so luckily they both are from the Dallas area. 
so it wasn't a big deal for them to come open for me so uh it was fun you know and uh you know i love i really like texas dude like i i will say dude for everything you know texas you know i'm not gonna get super political but you know <laughs> they hold different value systems than some of us obviously <coughs> The main thing being weed not being legal, which is fucking crazy. Still, you could fucking have 27 guns and a tiger, but you can't have weed. Like, <laughs> fucking weird, dude. Um, but also, like, with the abortion and whatever, it's just like, you know, like I said, I'm not going to get super political. But um, Texas audiences are some of the most fun. Like, I, I'm just trying to think of any show that I've ever done in Texas and I've performed in Texas a bunch you know from El Paso to Dallas to Houston to fucking you know Fort Worth Austin San Antonio you know like up and down that fucking big ass state and uh they're great man like you know you they don't get offended like I said even the, the people that had kids with peanut allergies you know they didn't really get offended like they commented a little bit and you know but it was fine you know and uh I, I like that, you know, I like being able to, uh, to just entertain people that, that are just coming out to have a good time, you know, they're coming out to have a good time, they're not coming out to get offended, they're just, you know, it's, you know, we all work hard, man, like, you know, some of us need an escape on the weekend from, you know, our nine to five or whatever we might have going on, just like, we just want to laugh, and that's why, you know, you know, I, I don't really talk politics, although I do so. I do talk about social issues, but, uh, you know, I feel like I do a good job of kind of disguising the fact that I'm talking about social issues because I don't get, I don't get preachy with it. I'm just a storyteller, you know? So, um, like I said, always have fun when I go to Texas and, uh, you know, I still am not sure if I'm going to move there or not. <laughs> um, been having a, a really good time, you know, being home and just kind of like, you know, it, it, it was weird for me at least um you know being here and staying with my brother and you know having Ashton be you know halfway across the country and you know now that we're not together it's just like a, a different like I don't know it's just different it, that, that's all I can really say um but also uh, last weekend I was up north and I had great shows up there up north um, by the way, thanks to everyone that listened last week to my interview with uh, Pete over at Big Pete's Treats. Um, Pete Furtado, fucking awesome. So nice those guys are over there at Big Pete's. Super generous. I love it. So I hope I can help them out as much as they help me. Although I feel like they're helping me more than I'm helping them. But hopefully I can help them too. Because I love those edibles and I love just how how awesome and generous they've been with me. Um but I had some good shows up north last weekend, uh, out in Oakland, and then also up in, uh, where the fuck was I? Lake, Lakeport, California, which is like kind of by Napa. Uh, I passed through Napa on my way back. Not on my way up because I was coming from Oakland, but I definitely passed through Napa on my way back. And it was, it was, it was weird because the last time, I've only been to Napa once. And it was right before COVID, and Ashton and I went up there because I had shows up there too. Oops, getting some reverb. Sorry, guys. Um, 
and uh, man, I, I, I wasn't going to get into this, but I'll get into it, man. It's my podcast. Talk about whatever the fuck I want. Um, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just doing my best day by day, you know, trying to, you know, I don't want to say mend the broken heart, but like, you know, just do what I have to do to heal. Cause I don't know what the future holds for me or for her or for us or period for that matter, you know? Um, but it's, it's been weird, you know, being back, you know, here without Ashton being here. And it was different because we were together, but now that we're not together, it's like, you know, I'm from here, you know, Ashton spent, you know, about six years here. I've been here my whole life. And yet, because we were together for so long, we lived together for so long, like, you know, now I'm going places, you know, across my city. And there's just all these memories of of us kind of, you know, strewn across, you know, it's like, oh, that's that's the taco place that we would go to. And that's the you know, that's the gym we worked out at sometimes. And that's the gym that we met, although it's not there anymore. But that's the gym that we met at. That's you know, this is the breakfast place that we went to sometimes. And, oh, look at this is right by where we lived. And oh, there's this little the little clothing store that she went to. And just like there's just so many places like that, you know, scattered around L.A. And, you know, when I was thinking about, um, you know, I told you guys when I went to Austin, it was kind of a similar thing. It's like I've only really been there with her. So like everywhere I went, it was like, fuck, dude, we came here. We came here. Well, that's all over the place when I'm in L.A. And, you know, like, you know, I've talked about it for a while. But, you know, part of, you know, the allure of Austin is just like this new comedy scene growing where we can just do comedy and not have to worry about offending people because Texas crowds are great and networking with each other. And, you know, obviously the goal, ultimate goal is is and would be to you know to get in at rogan's club and you know all that you know get that boost of the signal you know but it's weird being in my own city and feeling sad because there's so many memories of you know the relationship that she and i had um, which is what i was talking about so you know i i went when i was uh coming back from my gig last weekend up in napa or, I mean, it was near Napa, but coming back, you know, driving through, and I'm like, fuck, dude, like, the, the one time that I went to Napa was with Ashton. It was right before, it literally was two weekends before COVID. I had, I had a couple gigs up there, same thing, like, I had a gig in Oakland one night, and then the next night, I had a gig in, like, Santa Rosa, and so we went through wine country, went to Napa, you know, obviously, Ashton loves wine tasting, and so it's just like, fuck, dude, like, everywhere I go... No matter where I'm at, you know, there's there's memories of us. And, you know, it, it's it's good and bad, you know, because it's, you know, I don't regret any part of our relationship, obviously, like it, you know, to be honest. It's, you know, it's probably the best seven years of my life, you know. Like, I, I did so much. I accomplished, I mean, you know, she and I met when I was three years into stand-up comedy, you know, kind of just barely starting to, like, kind of work the road a little bit and stuff and you know I thought at the time like finding my voice which now I realize it's like no now I have my voice you know and now I have like just like I just feel like I'm on a different level and so it's like 
I've grown career-wise. I've grown as an artist, you know, but at the same time, there's just, you know, so many cool things on top of that that I got to do in our time together. You know, I think of all the places that we went and, you know, from from going to Nashville and Seattle and Vancouver and Toronto and, you know, me getting to go to Chicago and perform in Chicago and, you know, up and down the state and, you know, Denver and then, you know, me trying to pull off the, you know, the League of My Own tour, which I, I failed at, but like, I still got to go to a bunch of fucking places. It's just like, like I've had a great, and you know, getting to, getting to see the Dodgers win the World Series. And there's just so many things that like, you know, if she and I weren't together, I don't know if I would have been able to accomplish all these things. And, you know, so I, I don't have, it, it sucks because, you know, now with all these, you know, like I said, there's all these, there's memories scattered all across my city, but at the same time, they're, they're good memories, you know, and as sad as it is, it's also, you know, kind of happy. So it, it's weird. And like I said, even passing through Napa, you know, it made me sad because it was like, yeah, the only time I ever came was with her. But at the same time, it was like I, I had fun. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know what she is telling people or I, don't, I mean, I don't know if she's telling people anything, but it's like I really don't have anything bad to say about her. I mean, not not even I take that back. I don't have anything bad to say about her, you know, and that just goes like, you know, we, we hardly fought and. You know, yeah, yeah. Of course, we we had fights and we had some big fights, but it was, it was never about like anything big, like, you know, like she's cheating on me or I'm cheating on her or like, you know, like she thinks I'm a loser because I'm not, I'm not, I haven't made it yet and I'm still trying. And it's, it's never anything like that. It was like, you know, I joke about it, but and I'm working on a joke about it. But like the biggest fight that she and I had was a fight where we were talking about how many times her mom and dad had gotten married. I don't know if I talked about this or not, but you know, her mom has been divorced five times and her dad's been divorced three times. And you know, that was like the biggest fight we ever got. Cause we were, it was, it was stupid, but like, I don't know. So it's just, uh, it's, I guess the best way to say it's bittersweet, you know? Uh, but it was really fun going up North cause uh, I was on this Indian resort. Um, and uh, our Indian reservation that was a, it was a resort on a reservation but now they call it a resort but I feel like they need to uh, retract that name and give it they should just call it an Indian gaming casino because there's not really anything resort about it like it's a very small casino they have one restaurant in the place which yeah no resort there's no spa the gym was a fucking joke um people were really nice you know and the the crowd was really nice i i I met uh, i was kind of talking to a few of the people that came to the show they ended up being uh employees of the casino but they came to watch the show and they were really cool and they were just kind of telling me about (coughs) so it's kind of like it's kind of like up in the mountains and there's it's right next to a, a big lake and what they were telling me was that the whole town, because I went into the town too, this cute little like mountain town, you know, with like little shops and stuff. But um, the town is a fucking, it's, it's built on a volcano, dude. What? Yeah. Kanakti. Or Kanakti, maybe it's pronounced. The whole thing is built on a fucking volcano, dude. It's fucking bananas. And it's not an extinct volcano. 
it's a dormant volcano. What does that mean? Well, it means that it's not officially extinct. Seismologists or geologists or whoever the fuck is in charge of that. They're like, no, it's not, it's not extinct. It just hasn't erupted in 11,000 years. So it, it could, but it hasn't. So you just, you build your town and if it's going to erupt, you'll probably get a warning and, you know, you have to fucking leave. Like, it's bananas, dude. Like, it's not a volcano. I, I wish I'd have known it after the fact. But anyway, um, it was tough, though, because I, I, I had a sore... Th I kind of, I've kind of been... I haven't really been sick. I just... I had a sore throat last weekend. Like, a really sore throat. I was I was afraid it might be strep for a second. It, it wasn't, because I've had strep before. But I definitely had a sore throat, and I was kind of losing my voice. And I was kind of freaking out, because... I didn't want to cancel my gigs again, you know, I want to work on my material and just get better and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't want to cancel gigs and I want to build my fan base. And so for all those reasons, I was like, no, I'm going to fucking do these gigs, even though I could barely. And so by the end of my set, like it was really hard for me to like get my voice out there because I yell a lot on stage. It's kind of like my thing, you know, um, and with a sore throat and losing your voice it makes it a lot more difficult but the shows went great and it was fine and i had a good time man you know so that was cool um and then you know going back to uh to being in dallas so it's not really dallas it's mckinney which is i don't know i want to say like a, a half hour or so outside of dallas um it was really cold but like i i wasn't my sore throat was gone but i had a crazy cough and I still have a cough. Like, it won't go away. It's really fucking annoying. I, t I, I took, like, two COVID tests. I don't have COVID. You know, I feel fine other than the fact that I can't fucking stop coughing, especially at night. There's got to be – there must be something with when I lay down and how my, like, I don't know, like, my air passage way is blocked or I don't fucking know, dude. But my coughs get really bad at night and then I wake myself up because I'm coughing and it's like, ugh, annoying. But – Anyway, uh, I had I ran 14 miles uh, when I was in Texas, and you know I was kind of excited because you know I'm in this weird place where it's like obviously you know I'm going through this heartbreak and you know like I'm not I'm not where I want to be career wise like I'm 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 working as much as I can and you know all that but like I'm still just I'm, I'm you know I've talked about it but like I'm so close to being where I want to be I'm not there yet. But I am close. And so it's just like I enjoy the challenge of like, you know, like running these training for this marathon. And, you know, the challenge of, you know, like I, I had checked the weather before and it was going to be like in the 30s. It was actually in the 20s at night, but like in the 30s, like in the morning when I was set to run. And this is where I know I've grown as like a person not a, not as a person because it doesn't really have any bearing on how I am as a person but like as far as like mental toughness and pushing myself like back in the day dude like you know I'm, a, I'm from California like if it was probably less than like 50 I'm not running outside they're fucking nope I'm not doing it but you know spending a winter in Oklahoma and having to run outside like a bunch and just kind of recognizing like okay like yeah you got to bundle up put some gloves on put the ear warmers on maybe even two pairs of ear warmers on put the hood over your head too 
have two or three layers, you know, and just fucking go, dude. Once you get going, if you, if if you're wearing enough layers, like it's fine. Like I, I mean, so in in I was looking forward to it because I saw that it was gonna be like in the 30s, and I'm like, well, here we go again. Here's another challenge, you know. Like I like the challenge because you know I've said it a million times and I'll say it again, but challenging yourself like that physically to run, not only to run, but you're running 14 miles. You're not only running 14 miles, but you're running 14 miles in a place where you're not really, I, I didn't really know where I was going to go. I kind of had an idea because I've ran there before. I kind of knew where there were a couple trails, but I didn't know how far they went. And, you know, they, they ended up not going as far as I needed them to. So I had to kind of make up some trails and run on the grass for a little bit because there was no more sidewalk. And it's just like, you have to adjust, dude. Like, that's what it is, is... You know, that, that, you know, I've talked about it a million times and I'll continue to talk about it, but pushing yourself physically, you know, is also pushing yourself mentally. So you know that you could overcome certain types of adversity and then you go out and you do it in the cold where like I was fucking freezing, dude, it was cold. And, and even though, you know, I I had the cough and everything, it probably wasn't the best for me to go out in those temperatures and run 14 miles, but I'm just like, fuck, dude, like, if if I don't run these miles, like, I'm going to be behind, and then I'm going to fucking eat dick in the marathon next weekend, and so I'm like, oh, I got to get my fucking run in, dude, and David Goggins would be like, quit being a bitch, you know, so I'm like, let's let's fucking go, dude, and I did it, and it it felt great, like, you know, and, and I remember, you know, because I've, I've already tested myself, but you know, back in April when I was in Minnesota and it was, I hadn't checked the weather report and it was 18 degrees and I ran, I think I ran 18 miles, um, then, and I'm like, all right, well, if I can run 18 in 18 degree weather, then I could fucking run 14 and 30. Like I, I, I've already proven to myself that I can accomplish these things. And, you know, just it's kind of similar with comedy. It's like, I've already proven that I could make people laugh and that I can headline and that I could, you know what I mean? Like I could go into a red state where most of the people don't have the same, you know, political, religious, you know, conservative. I don't have conservative beliefs, but they do like, you know, we just, a lot of us don't have, or they don't have the same views on weed or what, you know what I mean? But I could still go in there and have most of them not know who I am and still be able to make them fucking laugh, dude. Like, those are all adversities that we have to overcome. Like when you step on that stage as a comic and maybe they know who you are or maybe they saw, you know, I mean, you know, tickets are not cheap. I want to say like they were like 20 bucks, 25 bucks for the show um, to see me. What? People are spending 20 bucks. Yeah. So like I think for some people, you know, I've had this happen at shows where they'll come up to me after the show and they'll be like, you know, I, lo- I looked you up on YouTube you know, before I bought the tickets, and it's like, well, fuck, yeah, like, they did their research, they went on YouTube, saw that they thought I was funny enough to spend whatever they spent, and they fucking came, dude, like, people do that, so we had a sellout on Saturday, didn't have a sellout, it was, like, half full on Friday, but, like, I'm just like, fuck, dude, like, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm I'm not gonna say, like, they all came to see me, because they didn't, but a lot of them saw my name on there, and maybe did their research, and they still bought their fucking tickets, so indirectly, they're coming to see me, and it's just like, that's fucking cool, dude, you know, um, but it goes back, like I said, to like, having the, the mental toughness to push through, you know, these long runs, 
these workouts in the cold or I'm not working out in the cold, but like, you know, just working out, like, you know, adjusting to the time. I, I can't even get you started on how fucking tired I am today. So, um, you know, when I got there, I got there Thursday night, which by the way, I was, uh, I was so tired cause I was, you know, I got like four or five hours sleep Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, last week. And then my flight was at five, five fifteen or something Thursday morning. So I had to wake up at three on Thursday also. Uh, so I didn't get a lot of sleep, slept a couple hours on the plane, got to, you know, got to, uh, got to Dallas, you know, had dinner with Eric and his family. And then Friday, it's like I woke up and I felt like a, I felt like shit because I was just tired. You know, that was, I, was, I was like the first full, full, full night's sleep that I'd gotten in like a week, you know. And uh, it kind of took me a second to get going. And I felt like shit because it was like, you know, it was like 8.30, 9 o'clock and I'm like barely going to the gym. And in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, dude, you're you're two hours behind still, like, you're still on West Coast time, like, it's seven o'clock, like, you're fine, you know what I mean, like, sometimes you have to take a step back, and be like, no, you're, you're doing, you're, you're okay, like, you're fine, like, sometimes I do feel like I'm a little too hard on myself, but, you know, and, uh, you know, went to the gym, but like I said, I, I felt, I felt like a piece of shit, because it was, like, already 9 30, um, but anyway, the point of that is, uh, you know, my buddy was like, uh, what time's your flight on Sunday, and my flight was, like, at noon or something, He's like, oh, because we're driving back on Sunday. You could just tell you, you could just hitch a ride with us. And in my mind, or not even in my mind, I was like, oh, well, I got to have to work on Monday. You know, he's like, so we're going to get we're going to we're, we're going to leave at four o'clock in the morning. So we're going to get there like around 10. And I was like, shit. And then I looked at my flight and I had an eight hour layover in Vegas. So I wasn't going to get in to my I wasn't going to get home until 10 anyway. And so I was just like, fuck it, dude. Like, yeah, why not? You know, little fucking road trip with my best friend, his family. Like, you know, I, I mean, I've made that drive. I don't know how we were talking about. I don't know how many times I've made the drive from California to Oklahoma or at this point, you know, Texas. It's basically the same drive. You know, you go down I-40. And then I was like, oh, let me see if I could fucking get my flight. You know, cancel my flight and get a refund or whatever. And I had a Frontier flight, so they charged me like 50 bucks. I fucking hate Frontier, dude. I just want to get to the point where uh, I have like one airline that I stick with and I get like points and stuff. I think I need to, I think I need to do that because I can't just keep getting flights on Expedia and getting fucking Frontier or fuck. I mean, I wouldn't fly Spirit, but like, you know, like I flew, where did I fly? Well, when I flew to Austin a couple weeks ago, I took like United but it was like United like economy or something. So like I had to pay for my luggage, but I think you had to pay for carry on too. And I was like, what the fuck dude, some of these airlines try to fucking nickel and dime you. But it was like, I was like, yeah, dude. So um, anyway, my point was that I drove back with them. So we left at four and I had a show Saturday night. So I went to bed really late, um, woke up. So, you know, you figure by Sunday, I'm kind of adjusted to the new time, you know, um, but we drove across. I slept in the I slept in the car on the, on the way, probably maybe two hours, maybe three, like at the most, you know. And then we got in, and I got I ended up, you know, I ended up being back at the house Sunday night, like ten thirty, I want to say, and it <laughs> don't remember much, but I was probably, you know, sound asleep by eleven, but I had to wake up at at 
to be at work Monday morning. So as I record this, I'm extremely tired. Uh, my eyes are just on fire, but it's just like, it's the same thing though. You know, it's the same thing of like, sometimes you just got to push through that fucking that, you know, I, I've talked about it before, but you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like I'm not condoning not sleeping and fucking going to work on three hours sleep and working out. Cause I worked out today too. And I felt fine initially, you know, cause I had taken some bucked up pre-workout. You're welcome. Um, but towards the end when I had to run, I was like, oh, I'm kind of feeling it. And I even tried to take a nap before one of my clients, but I'm just not for napping, dude. It's really hard for me to nap. Like it has to be just the right circumstances and it wasn't today. So it's like, I'm really tired, but you know, that's why it helps that I do take care of myself because I'm able to kind of push through points like this and, you know, driving long drives and early flights and you know that that stuff takes a toll on you but if you take care of yourself it's a little bit easier to deal with i can tell you this though i'm gonna fucking go home tonight i'm gonna watch yellowstone i'm gonna fucking eat an edible maybe two and i'm fucking out dude and i'm getting a pool i'm sleeping in tomorrow not even setting my alarm like you know and then i'll be and then i'll be rejuvenated again um but you know it, it all it all it's all I, I just I just I know so many people that just wouldn't kind of do some of the things that I do, you know, whether it's, <coughs> you know, like I was talking about this, you know, I have this show that I run in the high desert. You know, it's a fun show. The crowds are always good. You know, there's kind of light the last time, but it was an awful rainstorm than the last time we had. But, you know, I pay all the comics and, you know, I've asked people to come up to do it. You know, it's about about an hour and a half drive without traffic from LA you know and people are like ah, I don't know I don't, that's too far and I'm just like dude when I was a fucking young comic I would drive down to San Diego fucking every chance I got to fucking do seven minutes or ten minutes for fucking free dude okay because I just wanted to fucking I just wanted to get better and I wanted to build a following and now these people are like oh it's too far and it's just like those are the people that aren't going to fucking make it, dude. And so you got people like me that continue to push themselves and push through, com you know, discomfort and whatever. Like, those are the people that make it. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying right now, I'm going to fucking make it, dude. Okay? That's that's the moral of the story. <laughs> um, but anyway, just, uh, you know, like I said, it goes, there, there's just so many parallels between, you know, pushing pushing past that discomfort when you're working out, when you're running or whatever, and then having that translate to what you do in, in your everyday life, man. Like, you know, you just, you just got to push through it sometimes. So, um, it's kind of it. It's kind of all I really wanted to talk about today. Um, it's Thanksgiving week. So hopefully, you know, you guys are spending time with your family and with loved ones and whatnot. And, uh, I, I did want to touch on this a little bit. So, not sure what you guys know or not know about me, but um, Thanksgiving's always really hard for me. Uh, and the holidays in general are always really hard for me. But um, you know, Thanksgiving was will always serve as a reminder of the last holiday that we spent with our mom. And uh, you know, as Thanksgiving comes, you know, like I said this week, it's like 
you know, if you if you guys are fortunate enough to have, I know I've said this before, but you know, not to be preachy, but if you do, if you are lucky enough to have your mom around or you know your dad, like, you know, just make sure you tell them that you love them, give them a hug if you guys have that kind of relationship, because, you know, both of my parents are not here anymore, but you know, Thanksgiving was always hard for me, because you know our mom, that's kind of when she was when she got sick and then two days later she asked us to take her to the hospital and then she died you know um so we didn't think anything of it we just thought she had a really bad flu and she didn't think anything of it like you know but i just remember her you know feeling really bad and not being able to make thanksgiving dinner so my grandmother stepped in and made it but like that was the last holiday we spent with our mom you know so Luckily, I'll be with my family, you know, which is always, you know, it's always special anyway. But, you know, to spend Thanksgiving with my family is always nice because, you know, that's for my brothers and I. That's when we lost, you know, the most important, the most important woman in our lives, you know. And it's crazy that I've outlived her at this point. You know, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but, you know, it was I think October 29th was the day that I officially outlived my mom and uh, that's weird too you know I know I talked about it you know turning the age that my my mom was when she died but like I've officially outlived my mom and you know my life is kind of where I wanted it to be but also kind of not obviously you know so it just you know I just got to keep going man you know I I made a promise to her as she was on her deathbed Maybe she heard it. I'm sure she did. Um, and my promise was I'm, I'm going to fucking make it, Mom. You know? Um, I'd like to think that she heard me because she was you know, she was already in a coma. But, you know, they say that they can hear you and whatnot. And that was just, that was just my promise to my mom and her deathbed. I'm going to make it. And I, it's just always been my dream, you know? And I'm 43. You know, some people, a lot of people <laughs> would have given up by now, but I'm not a lot of people. So if you're listening to this, I appreciate you. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the fact that you continue to come back every week, um, especially in Colombia, dude. I, I The numbers of this in Colombia are fucking crazy. So uh, muchas gracias, Colombianos. <laughs> um, I appreciate you guys listening, man. Um, but anyway... I uh, don't have any shows this week because it's Thanksgiving week, but I will be uh, next week. I will be um, I'm going to be in Sacramento at the Stab Comedy Theater on Saturday. That's December 3rd. Um, And then I'm running the the marathon in Sacramento next weekend, December 4th. So I don't know if you're near Sacramento. Come check it out. If not, um, where else do I go? I'm going to be up in. I'm going to be in Richland, Washington. Uh, I have the dates. I want to say it's December 17th and 18th. It's a Friday and Saturday. So I guess I got to look at my calendar right now. Um, 16th and 17th, sorry. 16th and 17th of December. I'll be back in Richland, Washington. And I'm very excited for two reasons. One, um, I don't know if it's still there, but I remember the last time I went there, there was a really cool gym that was within walking distance of the gym of the comedy club and the hotel um and then number two um no actually it wasn't the comedy club was like kind of a drive but um 
it was definitely close to the hotel but also number two um, there's uh, there was a really good barbecue place that was very close to the hotel and are you ready for this shit dude they had a kombucha bar what the fuck I know dude a kombucha bar they would let you fucking walk around and sample the different kombuchas just like you would like at a craft brewery or something it was fucking dope don't remember the name but I hope both of those things didn't uh, fall to COVID I don't think it will I don't know I mean I don't know how popular a fucking kombucha bar is but you know it's a it's a kind of a more rural town very cute but um, so we'll see but that's where I'll be December 16th and 17th and then I got a lot of stuff coming up January February so let's fucking go man uh, thank you guys so much for listening you have been awesome I've been awesome this has been the camera at 10 pounds and I will see you guys next time bye